Jeeves, I said, may I speak frankly? Certainly, sir. Hold on a minute. I seem to have gone off the rails here. I don't know about you, but I often find it dashed hard to know where to begin. Perhaps I should have started with Cousin Angela's encounter with a shark and our holiday with La Bassette. I don't think it really matters, said Jeeves, because all your stories are pretty much the same. I thought I detected a slight edge to Jeeves's last remark. But Bertram Wooster isn't the sort of chap to bear a grudge, especially when he's just had a few snifters. So I might as well start with the arrival of Gussie Finknottle. I'm in a terrible pickle, said Gussie. I've developed a pash for Miss Madeline Bassett, but I don't seem to be able to talk to her about anything other than newts. Jeeves suggested I dress up as Mephistopheles. But after a side-splittingly unfunny adventure with a London cabbie, I never got to the fancy dress party where I planned to declare myself. Having spent some time with the hound-like Bassett in France, I couldn't quite understand Gussie's attraction. But a pash is a pash, and Gossie was no oil painting himself, so I thought I should help him out. You should never rely on G's for les affaires de coeur, I said. Miss Bassett is staying with my Aunt Dahlia, and it just so happens she has asked me to give the prizes to the oiks at her local grammar school. I told her we used to get the PM at Eton, but she insisted the riffraff would be thrilled to get an idiot in spats. So you'll do nicely instead. I managed to convince Gussie that prolonged proximity to La Bassett would do the trick, and he departed quite happily, leaving me to admire my spanking new white mess jacket in the mirror. It is rather exuberant, sir, said Jeeves. I was used to this kind of rebuff from Jeeves, but Bertram Wooster isn't the kind of man to mistake a servant's repressed sexual passion for sartorial authority. I think you'll find that the chaps at Drones reckon it's quite the thing. Precisely, sir. A telegram has arrived. Good God, Jeeves, I cried. My cousin Angela and Tuppy Glossop have called off their engagement. Aunt Dahlia has summoned us both to Brinkley Court to resolve this emergency. It was Jeeves I wanted, actually, Aunt Dahlia said. But sadly, you come as a pair. He's a whiz at everything. What ho, Aunt Dahlia? That's a bit of a chiz. And how's Uncle Tom? Don't call him that. It reminds me of a black fellow with a banjo. But you love all that casual racism. I know, but I'd still rather talk about that nice Mr Hitler. It's been ghastly, old man, said Tuppy. I told Angela it was a log and not a shark that chased her, and she called me a fat, ugly boar, and one thing led to another. I was debating whether to mention that my dear friend Tuppy was a fat boar, but Jeeves saved me from that embarrassment. Perhaps if you were to engage Miss Angela in conversation, sir, he said she would realise that Mr Glossop was not quite so fat and boring as she thought. Don't be ridiculous, Jeeves, I replied. You have no feeling for the highly strung female temperament. All Tuppy needs to do is to refuse his dinner and show he is pining for her. You complete fool, Bertram, Aunt Dahlia shouted. 
Our marvellous chef Anatole has given in his notice because Tuppy wouldn't eat his dinner. Even by my own trivial standards, it felt as if the plot was scraping the barrel, but in for a penny, in for a pound is what I always say. So I started gassing to Gussie. I still can't talk about anything other than newts, he said. Perhaps it might be a good idea to give Gussie a nip of gin before prize-giving, I suggested to Jeeves. If you say so, sir. Gosh, Jeeves, we are in a pickle now, I said, scratching my noddle. It was all going so swimmingly. Gussie had proposed to La Bassett, but then she called it off. Angela is now Gussie's paramour, and La Bassett proposes to marry me instead. You're right, sir. A confirmed bachelor never marries. But what shall I do? I wept, admiring my white mess jacket. We've nothing to lose any more, sir, Jeeves sighed, as this book's hold beneath the waterline. But you could try something ridiculous like ringing the fire alarm and see if everyone will naturally try to say the one they love. Gussie will run to Madeline and Tuppy to Angela. And will you run to me, Jeeves? No, sir. We were all gathered outside Brinkley Court and Jeeves's plan appeared to have backfired as the unhappy couples were still not talking to one another. Perhaps if you were to cycle nine miles to the village, that might help, sir, Jeeves said. Jolly good, said Aunt Dahlia. The couples are reunited, and Anatole is staying. It seemed that what was required was for you to absent yourself for a while, so that everyone could focus their hatred on you while you were away, Jeeves explained later, apparently failing to realise that everyone hated me anyway. Would you kiss me if I promised never to wear the white jacket again? Perhaps, sir.